Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My boyfriend quit his job last year without telling me. I only found out two days before the rent was due. We split everything 50-50 when I asked him to pay for his part of the rent. He simply told me that he quit because he was tired of working at that place. Since then, I've been paying for everything, including rent, food, gas, bills, and anything he needs. I had to work two jobs whilst going to school for a while, but it was hard. I finally finished school a couple of months ago and I found my dream job. I make enough to live comfortably and even take care of my boyfriend and still have enough money for saving. However, I still want him to get a job to support himself because I think as an adult, he needs a job. This is just the first part, but what's your first impression of that? Just straight away, that's just going to create such a strange dynamic if it hasn't already. If she's paying for everything and if he's just quitting because it wasn't fun mm. and just letting all the responsibility go on to her that's that's just a recipe for disaster mm. yeah i can un- i can definitely understand why she's like complaining about that and not feeling good about it at all mm. we were reading this book yesterday which is called hard times create strong men and there's a chapter where he says your purpose is your work and for a lot of men our greatest sense of of uh joy fulfillment and meaning comes from our work and to be able to provide for our families. And those moments I've had where I've kind of let work be sacrificed for my own sort of happiness and like, you know, passion and finding myself. Interestingly, those are the months where I'm actually the least happy. Mm -hmm. And I think no one knows this like better than you do. I think there's been two periods which I can remember of my life where essentially my work has been sacrificed, whether it was my own doing or just kind of like how the world worked in, in a way. Um, those two periods, what was it like dating me when I wasn't as focused on work? That's a really good question. Um, and that's the- a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the beginning, it's, it's so strange because at the beginning, it's literally like a dream come true when you kind of step away from that. And we end up spending more time together and doing more things together. And especially when it's like the pre-stage when you're about to be moving into that and we're about to be doing all of these things like that the idea of that makes me extremely happy and even for the first little while like I'm having a great time you always know that 
when when you first bring it up of like oh you haven't been enjoying yourself as much recently it always takes me by surprise because I'm having a really good time <laughs> like doing all the things that we're doing um but I definitely think it takes I'd say less than a few weeks before you're just your whole kind of like character changes in the sense of like I can just tell that you're not you're not on the path that you want to be you're not doing the things that you want to be and that is all consuming. And so even though we're out and we're doing fun things together, we're out doing something, your head isn't there, your head is elsewhere. Mm. And then it just becomes this kind of, like you think it's gonna be a good thing, but it's definitely not. Mm. That's what I think what's gonna be going on here for the rest of the story. Okay. I've just seen a, a glimpse of it, but like, I believe that the only way that a man can not be progressing in his work is if he's, poisoning himself with bad habits like porn video games and drugs because mm. to be conscious and to be sober but not making progress in your work as a man is it's very it's like a pure mental illness we can just go and do something fun we can go to cafes we can even have sex and it's like i can't even think about anything like i can't even stay present because my focus is on like the fact that i'm not fulfilling my purpose i'm not yeah. working to my goals right now and so they've said this here as well later on in the story. I still want him to get a job to support himself because I think as an adult, he needs a job. And I think he relies on me too much. He always says things like, you make good money. So maybe you should buy me my dream car. You should open up a business for me to run. <laughs> you should buy me my dream car. Man. <laughs> it bothers me a lot. I don't mind supporting my partner financially if there's a legit reason to prevent him from working, but this is not the case. He spends most of his time playing games, meeting up with friends, and just at home watching movies. I still do all of the chores and take care of our dogs. So he's not doing the chores. Because the thing is, like, this is a very interesting um, example, but like, a man can actually be like a stay-at-home husband, stay-at-home father, and, and actually do really well in that role. And a woman can actually do really well in a very uh, traditionally masculine role of like high CEO uh, politics, as long as they have the correct sexual dynamic when it comes between them actually being intimate with each other. What happens in this case, or for most cases though, is that the man will feel quite weak and effeminate and um, like a pushover and the woman will naturally become quite hardened and sharpened and uh, quite productive and disciplined. And that usually will translate over to their sexual lives. And they've not mentioned like their sort of intimacy here, like actually sexually or emotionally. But you can see like the girl's just getting fed up with him because he's turned into like a stereotypical loser. He doesn't want to provide, he doesn't want to work hard. Um, and this poor woman's now doing everything. She's working full time. She's doing well in that area, but then she's coming home and the chores aren't even done. The dogs haven't even been taken on a walk yet. And this reminds me of a relationship w which I was in a few years ago when I was in university. I was like 20, 21 years old. And I was this exact same guy. I was, this was far before I ever knew about the concept of purpose and masculinity. And having just come out of university and years of bad habits of taking drugs and um, just being a degenerate, I ended up getting into a relationship with a girl who I treated in the same way where essentially I, I took her for granted and I, I basically like took advantage of how much she loved me. And at first it was small things. So I had like a very small business and it was her just kind of doing some of the tasks for the business, which I found super cool because here was most guys like struggling to get girls and here was me 
where I had a girl who was literally doing like my business work for me for free. And I thought that made me like a legend. And slowly that just turned into me just being very lazy, staying at home. Eventually I started playing video games again. I started smoking weed all day whilst she was training to um, get into a certain career. I won't say like which one. And um, she was then still doing like my little business tasks. She was doing all of the chores, buying the groceries, cleaning and stuff. And it was, you know, it sounds cool to have that as a guy, but actually it, it was very bad, not just for her, but for me as well, because it made me weak. It made me think less of myself after the relationship. It made me turn into like this sort of like soft, useless little boy instead of the man that I should have been. And when you as a man aren't going through the trials and tribulations of like a hard disciplined day, when someone else is taking care of that for you, then you don't develop those values and traits and beliefs and skills that will translate over for the next few years of your life. So it's no surprise that this relationship, which was a few years long, after it, I had the hardest period of my life of like, because I was addicted to weed, I was addicted to junk food, I was addicted to video games, I was addicted to porn, and I didn't need to be strong. And so that was incredibly difficult for me to almost be like, a teenager, but in a man's body and have to learn how to be a man out of nowhere because mommy had been taking care of me. And of course it, it ruined the relationship. It ruined like the sexual dynamic. And um, I won't go into like too much specific details, but I want to warn the guys of the dynamic that happens here. But I, I also don't want to put like images in your mind, right? This was obviously a long time ago. Would you mind if I spoke about the relationship? No, I want to say something which is very specific, but like this, when I dated this girl, which was in university at the start, like 19, 20 years old, she saw me as like ultimate Chad, whatever, like really in love with me, down for anything. Compare that, which many of the guys watching will have this kind of experience with a girl with, like she is always yours, right? To the last time that I had saw her, it was physically clear that she had just been like absolutely pounded the day before. Just think about that. Now we weren't like together at that point, so it wasn't really cheating, but it was just this weird 180 where like at first she thought I was like this ultimate guy to eventually like, she didn't even want to see me. I'd send her a message of like, you know, I'm going to come over tomorrow or something. And she's like, no, no, like you can, you know, next week or whatever. And how weird that is to have like a woman who was totally just yours to then she doesn't even want to see you. She's canceling dates. She's canceling meetups. She's telling you now I'd like come at a different time. She's not replying. She's her um, Snapchat maps was turned off one day, which made me super anxious. And that was like literally the day before I came around and I, I, I saw like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you might think that becoming a man who's worthy of a 10 out of 10 girl needs to have it all, looks, money and status. Or maybe you think it's impossible for you to attract a beautiful girlfriend because of how hard today's dating culture is. But what if I told you that the way to truly attract a woman with deep chemistry is actually easier than you think. By avoiding the mistakes that turns girls off and by doing more of the good habits that turns girls on, you can get significantly more interest from regular women in just a few weeks. If you want the cheat codes to do this for yourself, scroll down to the description of this video right now. Go click that top link to get access to my newest dating guide. This is exclusive content that I'm only giving to guys who've got this burning desire, so I'm not posting it to YouTube. I don't want the YouTube algorithm to promote it and then saturate what I'm teaching in there. If you're curious to learn some of the biggest secrets that I've used to be successful countless times in dating, go click that link right now.
it's just a warning to guys is if you get complacent, if you give up your masculinity, if you stop working hard, if you stop you know, being romantic to her and loving to her and you turn into this weird little boy who mommy's taking care of, then of course, like I don't blame the woman in this case of losing love with the guy. You've got to understand that that loyalty is a very important and special thing. But if you are not the man that she fell in love with anymore because you got complacent, because you gave up, because like this guy just got lazy and he basically has chose video games over working, then you don't deserve her love anymore because she loved you when you were working hard. She loved you when you were going to the gym five, six, seven days a week. And now that you've gone in a relationship with her and you missed the gym yesterday because she wanted to eat junk food with you and you don't realize that a lot of these things are a test that she's testing to see that if you'll stick with your goals or not, then can you blame her for not being as into you? Can you blame her for not replying to the message as quickly as she used to? Can you blame her for, for not wanting to meet you and not being down for sex as she used to be? many women get like the bad rap in this kind of situation where many guys complain and they say like, oh, you know, like we used to have sex more when we were younger and everything. And, you know, a lot of married men say this, don't they? They talk about like having dead bedrooms, their wife won't have sex with them. Most married men are like, they get like a little pity hand job for their birthday or something if they've done the chores. And it's just so sad. And it's like, but I, but the woman's not the problem here. You're fat now. You're like, you got together when you were 22 years old, you got married, you were fit, you worked hard. Now this married guy's like 40 years old with a beer belly. You know, he's been sat there on the couch. He leaves little poo-poo stains inside of the toilet. And now he's wondering why like his wife won't have sex with him. It's like, as a man, you've got to take responsibility. This isn't us to be sat here thinking, yeah, women won't have sex with us. It should be us thinking like, am I still sexy? Many men, especially the older guys have to answer that question and think, you know what? Honestly, like my private parts probably smell, honestly. My breath probably smells like I don't even like brush my teeth in the same kind of like, uh, you know, like mindful way that I used to. I've 25% body fat now. I've been drinking beer so much that I've developed like breasts and stuff. Would you fuck yourself? It sounds weird, but like, would you get down on, on your own knees and give yourself oral or would you? Because most guys would be like, ew, no. Like, so why are you expecting a girl to do it? And this is what's happening to this guy. And honestly, like, good riddance. As she said as well, they ended up leaving, but good riddance. What would you do in this situation? Imagine it wasn't me and it was just like a random guy. Or let's say if it was like one of your girlfriends or something. And she's like, oh, you know, and, and you know, Jack's like, he's uh, he's not working anymore. I'm paying for everything. I have to take extra shifts. And if she said to you like, oh, but you know, he's really focused on this new thing, which mm -hmm. isn't making money right now. Yeah. I think a good woman would stay. So let's say this guy here, if he quit his job and he wasn't making any money and the woman had to work longer hours, but he was really nailing down something which eventually could lead to like money. So let's say, you know, he's quit his job and he's spending 10 hours a day learning this new skill because that's his purpose. I think a good woman would stay and I think a good woman would actually like cover the bills and everything. But it's when he's not showing the the potential, when he's just lying around mm. playing video games, like how long would it take you to just want to leave the relationship? Yeah, I mean, that's just, like I said before, like the dynamic is just one that wouldn't really work. I think there can be times when people can step into like different energies so that they can get certain jobs done. Like this woman, if he was working on something else that he was really focused on, she could go out and she could work and get into that kind of like, that masculine atmosphere and that masculine like headspace. As long as when she was coming home, their dynamic shifted back 
to the way that is more natural for both. And this is just assuming that like she's more of a feminine person, he's more of a masculine person. Um, I think if they still have that, then I'm sure that they could still have like a very happy relationship. But by the sounds of it, if he's just like wanting to be looked after, like it does sound like a kind of like parent-child relationship mm. and um, he's not giving kind of any direction or anything at all, she's just gonna she's gonna have to step up into a place that she doesn't want to be and that can last for a little amount of time but not for long mm. um so yeah i definitely think that it's not a good place to be mm. <laughs> you sound a little bit nervous baby yeah when was the last time you took a full breath um like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you <gotta take> one. <laughs> <laughs> well when you said parent child relationship that's interesting i said uh once there's kind of like two dynamics to a relationship you can have the father daughter dynamic or you can have the mother son dynamic so as, imagine for the relationship dynamic that you have or the one that you would want to get to would you want her to be kind of like mommy and for you to act like you are her son and you know she kind of like nurtures you and helps you with things or would you rather be it the other way around where you are kind of like the father like this is why you know the fetish is called daddy and she's the daughter in my opinion in general like the father daughter dynamic seems to work a lot better especially for your sex life than the mommy son dynamic some people will still prefer this some people will prefer that the woman is like the stronger character and she's like more looks after the guy but um in, from my sort of understanding, in general, these people's sex life gets very uh, poor, and they because it's just like it's it's not very natural for the woman to really take the the lead in a relationship with a guy, and yet it's actually the norm these days. Like we go to a lot of cafes and restaurants, and what happens? Like you you just tell them like imagine okay we're sat in a, a restaurant three times a day, and we look over to the entrance of a restaurant, and a couple are, are walking in. What happens? every single time they're both looking so grumpy that's the bit that i want to start with they always have like the flattest deadest face and almost looking kind of like annoyed at the world and especially i think being out here in bali i've like got a smile on my face 99 percent of the time because it's beautiful people are so lovely and you just see these people like in one of the most amazing places in the world just walking in and the woman's like she's storming ahead like mm. in front <laughs> and the guy's just like what have we said like a little, little lost boy, like little boy. boy so what happens is we're, <laughs> we're sat in restaurants and we just notice this all the time like it's a game between us where uh we'll notice who which when couples come in who comes in first and who kind of speaks to the waiter who you know points at the seat that they want and literally 99 times out of 100 it's always the the woman mm. which is so interesting because if they were super happy fine but we've never seen a couple like that where the woman's the leader she walks in first she speaks to the the waiter she gets the menu and stuff and the the little boy is like and not a boy like actually like a like a grown man in a, in a body but like still a boy in in mind i guess is stood behind him all the time every single time it's like the woman leads the little boys like stood behind like with his head down like pretending to do something on his phone which is important when obviously it's not and he's just kind of like you know waiting for mommy to tell him which seat to sit on and everything and this is again it's not boys that we're talking about it's 20 30 year old men 40 year old men what i found super interesting it hasn't been the chad looking like high testosterone looking kind of guys who haven't been like this so you would have thought okay it's like you know these masculine alpha males who are walking in first we've seen a 
a lot of like masculine looking guys still take the little boy position where their girl walks in and talks to the waiter and you know finds the seat and like almost as bad as like pulling out the chair and like slapping his ass once he sits <laughs> down like literally and and what's been surprising is like nerdy looking guys have been always consistent oh, nerdy or fat yeah. guys have always been the guys who've walked in first spoke to the waiter took like you know brought his girl in pulled out the chair for her so it's very interesting it's yeah. not what you think in the real world it's like in the real world it doesn't seem like these like chads are actually even ever have the correct dynamic it's like some random 18 year old like little nerdy video gamer whose dad just raised him right yeah literally which is it's so unexpected. I, it's just one of my favorite games to play at the moment as well. We got some comments of this as well. Okay. Top comment is you break up with him. He's not a partner. He's a freaking leech. Stop trying to control him and control what you can. Break up. Kick him out. Find someone worthy of you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think that's good advice. What exactly would you say if this was one of like a girlfriend of yours? I think I'd probably I'd. I'd go down the route of obviously I'd I'd want to know how she kind of like felt towards him, how much like love there was, and I would just go down the route of having like an open and honest conversation and just saying this is the way that I'm feeling. I feel like I can't kind of like relax in this relationship. I feel very unnatural doing X Y Z, um, and. Yeah, I mean, like, if you don't, I'm sure she has, like, if she's writing a post, well, you'd hope if she's writing this post that she's had this conversation, like, multiple times. But I would just say, have, like, an open and honest conversation. If there's, like, enough love there, mm. then surely both people would want to work on changing something. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. She, she hasn't actually wrote that she's even spoke to him, to be honest. See, which, well, that's, that's a problem in itself. Yeah. You can't overlook effective communication. Yeah. Like I thought, you know, this concept of like, oh yeah, speak to your partner about whatever's bothering you. I thought that was like pussy blue pill advice like a few years ago when I was in that sort of like, yeah, I'm an alpha male kind of mindset. And it's only after I started reading like good books and looking at research in like relationships that it, it is one of the greatest tools that you can have is just effectively communicate how you feel and what you're thinking, which mm -hmm. effective communication means that essentially you speak in a way where the other person's emotions don't get triggered. So mm -hmm. if I have like some random thought, or, like I feel really anxious or I feel like, um, that you've been slacking or something or or you know your your wife gains weight or something there's like the ineffective way of saying it with the other person's emotions get triggered and then they get hostile and they get really reserved or maybe angry at you and there's a sort of like wholesome kind of way to say it which is like oh i'm getting feelings that you may not be faithful and the reason why is because you have this friend who i know is this dynamic with or something and you say it in a way which is just like this is just how i feel i'm not like uh, accusing you of anything this is just the feelings i'm getting and there's a book which is called attached by amir levine and in the book there was one sentence which really stuck out to me where he said people's response to effective communication is always telling when you honestly and authentically just talk about how you feel and what you're currently thinking someone's response to that is literally just their response to who you are and so it's like if there's someone who for example gets annoyed at you when you've said something like oh this is how i feel then it shows that there's an incompatibility there if there's someone who like you know they kind of get silent and they're like oh i didn't realize i was making you think like that like you know i can promise you nothing's happening and stuff now the truth is there might still be a dog they might still be cheating and lying but it kind of shows that they're at least taking you seriously. And this is what 
I don't see in this post and often I, I don't see with most modern relationships is the people don't even speak to each other. And this is a major weakness of mine in like previous relationships. I would carry all of this kind, these kinds of thoughts in my mind without ever actually bringing it up to the girl that I was dating, just kind of assuming that she maybe knew or not. And you don't realize like how much mental baggage this is. If you can relate to like this post here or whether it's just in general with some kind of relationship problem, it almost feels like a full-time job to keep it in your mind before you spoke about it. I'm sure you feel this way mm -hmm. as like feminine women often do. Like it's literally just in your mind 24 seven of like this thing that you've got to speak to each other about this thing that's making you anxious with your partner, this thing that they, they hurt you with. And that pain is just going to stay there and make you resent them up until you bring it up. Now, most people will not even bring it up. Some people will bring it up, but they'll bring it up in like a very, in a, a very emotional, immature way because they've never even learned the skill of communication. And I think maybe a, a small percentage of people will bring up how they feel in a very respectful, non-combative way, which is really like the point of being in a relationship. It made me realize when I studied this that the skill of a relationship is literally just overcoming the inevitable conflicts that arise. If you think that you don't have conflicts in a relationship, it's you absolutely do. It's just like you're both not telling each other. So this was a very important lesson for me. And more of the comments are literally just saying like, wow, you leave. You don't have a boyfriend, you have a dependence. Of course, he's not going to get a job. Why would he? You worked two jobs while in school to support someone who happily sits on their ass, not contributing, not even cleaning or caring about the pets. Why? Why have you accepted this? So true. Yeah, I think it definitely depends on if she spoke to him about it or not, or if it was said, like you said, in a in a like not so healthy way of maybe just coming home, seeing that all of these things that she wanted done wasn't done, and then just putting it out there in like maybe an aggressive or like angry sort of way. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to get anything done. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what she actually could say. Like if we were in this relationship or if we were like giving her advice, like if we have to give her a script, because mm. it's almost like certainly like a, a woman can test a man to really get him back up to his sort of masculine discipline, purpose and goals. But there's a right way to go about it. I'm not. I'm sure that there's actually a lot of women in this same situation of like they've noticed their boyfriends and husbands are just turning into little weak, lazy men. I think this is probably the most common like relationship problem on the woman's side is that they ended up dating a guy that they thought was better than he actually is. And when they actually get into a deeper relationship, it turns out he's like, he's not as magical. He's, he spends hours a day <laughs> messaging girls on Instagram, liking pictures and stuff and playing video games and wasting time with his friends, not actually being productive, but just, you know, doing stupid shit with them, playing video games and stuff. And this is actually one of the greatest gifts that I think feminine women give to masculine men is like this constant testing where she she will pretty much like like agitate you when you're in this state. I think many women have lost their powers these days and like because you don't see it in this post at all. Like is she jerking she's testing him, jerking she's like adding that challenge to him or jerking she's maybe speaking to him in like a combative masculine way because I don't sense any kind of feminine energy coming from this post at all what i can imagine from from the way that she's speaking especially like there's obviously a lot of anger and resentment built up here because otherwise there wouldn't be this huge post posted online about it like she obviously needed to get it out in some way um I, obviously we can only assume but that makes me think that it was probably just these like little remarks 
and things like that, which in some way, like, those kind of, like, nagging and just, like, making making little jabs and stuff like that, in some way that is her testing. Mm. But I think for a situation like that, I don't really understand how that would make anything that much better because it's it's obvious the situation that the guy's in it seems that he wouldn't probably pick up on those in the way that he should mm. and that's when i think it, it would be a good moment to actually just have like an honest and upfront conversation because mm. like at the end of the day i think in a relationship if you were doing something and you didn't realize how much it was hurting your partner you'd you'd want to know i think you definitely want to know especially like you wouldn't want to lose that relationship so you'd want to kind of be brought back down to earth and know what you could do to salvage it and make them happy as well mm. but this is also a problem with his like uh, fake friends as well i think she mentioned like oh he he spends uh where was it there was something wasn't there like oh he spends time with his friends like playing video games with them it's as a man like if you've got fake friends they'll let you just get complacent. They'll let you give up on your goals. They'll let you sacrifice your relationship for dopamine. If you've got real, you know you have a real friend as a man. If that friend won't let you get complacent, the real friend is the kind of guy who like will text you and say like, "Oh, let's wake up early tomorrow and let's do this hard thing. Let's let's become better men. Let's do this." Fake friends are the ones that you just take substances with and you like chase easy dopamine, whether it's like casual sex, drinking drugs, whatever, or playing video games and watching stuff or getting snacks together. Those aren't real friends, and it seems like he doesn't have any. Which I like again, I don't really blame him for because most men don't actually have any real friends at all. Most men are like just islands, and it's very hard to try and connect them together. But as a man, you absolutely need other masculine men who will challenge you and criticize you and make you feel like shit if you're not acting right. So if I got fat out of nowhere, there's like, there's guys who would swear at me and like suddenly it would actually make me want to get into the gym. When I go to the gym with a friend of mine, for example, we're going to push each other. Like we'll accidentally do double the volume that we plan to do just because one of us will accidentally, you know, like one of us will do a few more reps and the other one will. And, and like, I remember I went to the gym with my friend Scott and we did like this CrossFit challenge, which is called a Murph, which you do like a mile run. Then you do a uh, hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, then a mile run, which is actually quite a lot when you think about a hundred pull-ups is a solid 10 sets. If you can do a set of 10, which most people can't even do 10 reps. And, um, once we started the first set of squats, I just like put my hands up like this, like bodyweight squats and squatted down. And he went like, oh yeah, that's the, like, that's the harder way to do them. I don't know why it is maybe, I don't, I don't know why it is, but he just said like, that's the harder way to do them. And then he just put his hands up and started doing them too. And I have like, whilst we were both busting out these 30 squats, I looked at him and I was like, bro, respect. You just said that this was the harder way to do it. I was just doing it without realizing that it was like the more challenging way to squat with your hands up here. And he just started doing it straight away. We did our 10 sets of, um, pull-ups, 10 sets of push-ups, 10 sets of squats. We're like 40 minutes in, whatever it was, we do a run and we're just like, do you want to do another set of each? Yeah. And literally we finished that extra set and we literally said the same question. I was like, bro, come on, let's go home after this. Like, And then we were there on the treadmill, like running and we were like trying to calculate a mile. Is it 1.6 or is it 1.8 or something? And we, I don't know why we couldn't calculate it. So we were just like, all right, let's just do 1.8 just in case. So you want a friend like that who's not going to let you slack. Now imagine if I suddenly started playing video games and I messaged Scott or if he found out somehow that like I was just going to let my business die just because I wanted to play some games. I'd hope that, literally hope 
that he would come over, break into my place and slap me in the face and stop <laughs> me from like sacrificing my life. That's you need the kind of friend who will get like like physical, shake you a little bit and say like, what are you doing? You're throwing away your life. This is just a ghost of the pleasure that you're seeking. This is just a, a sacrifice of your purpose and your goals. Like, you know, what we have in these, like the virtual world with video games and porn. You need some friends who will pull you away from that. Because often as a man, just by yourself, often, even if you are disciplined, you will be pulled into that kind of stuff. You need the accountability. You need the 8 a.m. workout where the friends are going to meet you. And if you're late, they're going to look at you and say, like, why are you late? Go on three sets of pull-ups then, extra. And then we're going to do our workout after that. Because if you don't have that, like this chump here doesn't have, then it's like, oh, he, he's got, like, friends, but he's got, like, substance friends where they all literally, like, dig their pits of purposelessness together dig their pit of addiction together so friends you play video games with like they actually want to see you do worse in life same with fr um, friends who you drink with and everything which is you don't need people like that in your life you you need a scott you need someone who's like you need the kind of guy who does the calisthenics he's got like all you know all the callus on his fingers so when he does slap you in the face for being a chump it like you feel his <laughs> bits of his skin like stay up on your, on your cheek <laughs> yeah you can order scott to come around <laughs> You should make that a new server. <laughs> that's an upsell. Scott will come over to your house and slap you in the face. Like, you, that's what you need. You need like a, the kind of guys who do calisthenics and they're just like there, just like picking off the callus on their hands and ready to slap you if you're going to be complacent, man. It's, it, it's so powerful just having masculine, disciplined men in your life who won't let you settle for, for less. There's a chapter in the book, The Way of the Superior Man by David Data, ch chapter 12 or 13, which says, um, enjoy your friend's criticism. And it says that being able to take the direct criticism from other masculine men is a direct, it's it's like a complete, um, it's a complete indicator of how much masculine energy you're fine with. So if you've been raised wrong, if you were raised by either a weak father or, or an abusive father, masculine energy will seem very toxic to you. And a lot of masculine energy when it comes from man to man is actually criticism. It's us criticizing each other. It's it's one of your friends or, or just someone in general, a mentor or a random guy looking at you and just calling you fat, even though you're only like 17% body fat, you're not like obese, but it's that if it hurts your feelings, indicates that you've actually been raised in more of a feminine way because that's more of a feminine response a masculine response to criticism as this guy needs he needs to be criticized by masculine men but a masculine response is like you feel bad in some ways but then that bursts you into action why do we have this well it's because of the tribes when if you slacked in the hunt today if you were fat and like you know heavy-footed or something if you snapped the branch and whatever we were chasing ran away we would want to criticize you so that you felt a little bit bad about it. And then that pressure made you act right the next time because you'd grow from that in this modern day where, you know, everyone's like happy and, you know, you go girl kind of attitude, even with guys, like everyone gets the participation trophy, everyone's special. What happens is we have guys like this who will just stop providing for their partner, let their woman work more than overtime, just play video games. No one's telling him that he needs to fix his life. It's a very toxic culture these days to be like very soft on men. Like I, men are supposed to have like a very hard upbringing because if you don't, this is what happens. So we'll move on to 
we've got a question, few questions from Adonis School. So Adonis School is kind of like my dating program. And we asked a few guys there if they wanted our advice. So we've got a question here, which is super interesting. He said he's struggling with the sex and spiritual growth of his relationship. We started dating five years ago and became quite depolarized over time. We work through everything as one should, in my opinion, but there's a problem. She took birth control pills for the first two years of the relationship. And when she went off, she completely lost her sex drive for over eight months. So we spoke about this. You've like looked into this before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard this information, but there was a study that was done that um, women, when they're, when they're taking birth control, they'll be more likely to be attracted to more like feminine men. And then when they come off it, there's a like very large chance that they would end their relationship or become like extremely unhappy in their relationship because they're less attracted to their like more feminine partner and wanting a more masculine partner, which is crazy how much like hormones mm. can kind of affect your whole like life choices mm. and who you're actually in like a deep and loving relationship with. Mm. So I wonder, I wonder if that's the case there. I think we spoke about this one before. And I think if there was something about her losing her period as well. Yeah. And I think that that kind of changes things slightly because that obviously her body hasn't gone back to the normal way that it's meant to be. Like her hormones are still settling. So I wouldn't be able to tell for sure if that was like what was happening behind her. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know the actual science, but I, I do. I have like seen on and off some things. There was a podcast by More Plates, More Dates, where he said that women taking the birth control pill was kind of like chemical castration. Like it just cuts off like the important hormones that they needed for um, for sex drive and for muscle and health and everything. But there's a bunch of episodes on Chris Williamson's podcast, which is called Modern Wisdom, where he spoke to the actual researchers who conducted this study. And from what I remember, they used like a facial uh, morphism. So essentially women are brought into a room and they're shown pictures of like essentially like a, a um, let's say like a, almost like a, a painted picture of a man, but the picture changes and it's got like more masculine features or softer features. So on one side, on the softer side, it's got like softer, chubbier cheeks, <laughs> prey eyes, you know, softer chin and everything. Thin. And on, on the other side, it's got like very angular, you know, he looks like he's got lower body fat, looks like a chad. He's got like more of a stubble, like dark beard and everything. He looks way more masculine. So it's like, which one do you prefer? When the women are on birth control, they prefer more of the softer feminine men. When they're not on birth control, they prefer more of the masculine, you know, the symbols of high testosterone, which I find deeply uh, red pilling. Because think about this, the birth control stops you from getting pregnant. So when she can't get pregnant, she prefers the softer guys. But when she can get pregnant, she prefers the masculine guys. So that's like, you you kind of don't want to be in that softer position because it's almost like it's a middle finger to the face to show like you're barely man enough. Like I'll choose you if I couldn't get pregnant with you. And this is maybe what's happening here to this, this poor guy. It's, obviously it's not, I don't think it's his fault or his girl's fault, but many women aren't told about the consequences of the pill. It's just, it, it seems to be overprescribed, just very easy these days. And um, they're not told about the whole cascade of hormones that it will change inside of them. One interesting thing that I've learned recently is that when a woman goes to the toilet and she pees, 
uh, bits of the, let's say, like the chemical that's inside of this birth control is then put into the water system, but it's not filtered out, which means that this is the problem with drinking tap water in a lot of countries. So we're in Indonesia, in, in Bali right now, but in a lot of countries, you just can't drink the tap water. So you drink bottled water and that's fine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. But in like countries where you drink the tap water, so in the UK, it's completely normal. You drink the tap water there. It's actually not safe to drink for men or women because there's so many random chemicals and one of them is actually the hormone of this birth control, which it, it sounds like I'm making this up because of how dangerous this really is, but this is, in my opinion, why there's such an increase of like women having miscarriages these days. Because imagine you get your wife pregnant and she's drinking tap water like it's just normal. Yeah, it's what you do. Inside of that tap water is a diluted version of the same pill that women drink to stop being able to get pregnant. And your pregnant wife is drinking that. Think about how fucked that is not only for the miscarriage, but then also for her hormones and for you as well. It's found that men who are drinking these hormones or who are drinking tap water, they've got far more estrogen inside of their bodies. They've got uh, bigger love handles, like wider, like little sexy hips. They've got like titties and everything, which is, it's absolutely the case when you see men's testosterone dip down, you see men's masculinity dip down and, and the feminization of men skyrockets. I think this is a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. 100% with the water, the diet, kind of, basically everything that we're surrounded by day in day out now which is crazy i don't like to think about it too much because i think you can go down like a rabbit hole mm. with that it's definitely it's so good to have that information and to be aware of it at um especially at like very significant times in life um but yeah when you really think about like what's in the air the food mm. the water the like materials of everything yeah it's it's a crazy thought so if you've looked on my social media profiles, my bio on all of them, I believe is is preparing for fatherhood. And I, I've said this for a few years, like uh, as I was coming up on YouTube, that I would have a phase of my life, which will probably last about a year or so, where I will prepare for fatherhood, like even we're not even pregnant or anything, but I would prepare for it like a solid one or two years early. Because I knew for a fact there's like there's a lot of work to be done beforehand. Most men just stop at the most basic level of just making money. And that's pathetic in my opinion. Just making money for your children is like, congratulations, you're a level one man. You did the bare minimum. Congratulations. If you're watching educational podcasts like this, you're watching my self-improvement videos and everything, you certainly don't want to be like a level one man. So what are the, some of the lessons I've learned is there's a lot of health problems that we have to overcome if we want to have healthy children. Many boys are being born with small 
small and deformed penises, which is so fucked up. And, and that's like fully just their life problem now. You can't grow from that. And this is because of microplastics and essentially estrogens in our environments. So right now, for example, we're drinking from this like uh, bottled uh, glass here. This, this is a glass bottle, so that's fine to have. But if you drink from like plastics or if you touch a lot of plastics, that can seep into your skin, it can be digested and plastics um, have an effect where it can actually make you infertile and it can also cause problems in the womb for when your wife has a child. So even if you aren't expecting to have children in the next few years, it's very worthwhile in my opinion to go through like a period where you're almost going to be like a full-time father without actually being a father. So you're going to start to like, you know, almost like baby proof your home without having the babies there yet. Because once you've had the child, it's actually too late before she gets pregnant for, I found for about four months before she gets pregnant, that's when you both need to go onto a massive detox. She needs to get the microplastics out of her body and stop getting more in, which means like she touches no plastic. So for example, you buy a house and you fully make it safe. There's no plastics in there. There's no random chemicals. The air quality is tested. She doesn't wear like all of the sort of normal makeup that's all got these like weird, um, what is it, like fake ingredients or something? Yeah, just like toxic substances. Yeah, like most most makeup is toxic for women, isn't it? Yeah, which is just insane because especially the stuff that people are putting on their skin like day in, day out. And if you go like the extra level, you're thinking about like fake tanners and I don't know if you're like spraying perfume and hairsprays yeah. and all of that literally all of it's just being absorbed and i think it's something that a lot of people aren't really speaking about at the moment because it's is such a like it's a big thing in society mm -hmm. like nobody really wants it to go away but um i think soon there'll probably be like studies just showing how like damaging that is i, I find it especially ironic with all the like anti-aging products they've still got the stuff in them that are literally like breaking down the kind of like the cells mm. which obviously i don't know the science at all but um yeah which is just gonna do the exact like opposite of what it promises but it really is like like you said that four month period of being as like little exposed as possible to all of these harmful things because i think um yeah for the man before like conception those four months are like really really important so that nothing is like mm. being passed on and then for the woman the whole time during pregnancy mm. and the four months before as well yeah really important it's four months because for men our sperm uh it, we can say like our sperm kind of renews for three months so whatever we're doing has an impact on our sperm which will stay inside of us for three months i said four just to be like add an extra month to that to be safe so for example if you're drinking from like plastic water bottles right now it may affect your sperm negatively and your sperm is essentially half your child for the next three months so for about four months straight that's when we we want to um start taking a big step away from uh, estrogenics, plastics, fragrances, like all the sprays that we put on, like we don't even put anything on anymore. We have like roll on deodorant, which always gets like hair and you know, it's like, it doesn't feel as nice. You don't smell as good or anything, but it, like all a lot of this stuff, like you'll follow this advice when I tell you like, it lowers your testosterone. It's as simple as that. You can almost get like a free tea boost if you just change your little Lynx Africa spray thing to like one of the roll-on ones, like a natural roll-on, not like, you know, some some um, normal brand. But you look at the natural ones and they've just got like lemongrass and honey or something like that. And you just put that onto your armpits instead. And it's like, you don't, you don't smell bad, but you don't smell good, which is like, oh yeah, whatever. Okay, I, I don't 
you know, people don't have my like fragrance smell. I, I used to get like the perfume from Dubai and stuff. which just used to smell really nice. But for your own health and more importantly, for your future child's health, this is huge because if you look into the work of Dr. S oh, what's her name? Susanna Swan. Dr. Swan, if you just go uh, research her work, very interesting. They're finding that there's a bigger gap between the anus and the, the genitals of boys or yeah, there's a bigger gap, which essentially it's like, that's the feminization of boys is when there's a bigger gap between the butt and the penis of, of in a broad science way, obviously there's like better ways to explain it, but like, and also like penises are becoming deformed and smaller because of this exposure. There's other things happening, but I'm sure if I just tell the young men watching this, that yeah, you're like, your your penis is gonna look weird, bro, and your your child as well. You're like, this is the the worst thing. Your future son should honestly punch you in the face if, if you set him up for this, bro. When he's Scott again with his callous hands, if, if you're caught drinking a plastic water bottle, you just get slapped in the face by Scott. I do think like the saddest part of all of this, um, when we were kind of looking into this how it said that the the children that were like um were born through parents that had been exposed to both of these things their sperm count oh yeah when or their sperm count quality like all of those other factors when they were born it was awful and there was no changing it whatsoever because mm. i think at least for like i don't know generations before us and maybe our generation now i think we're just like on the threshold of just about not being exposed to too much bad stuff um we can take those four months mm. to actually change something and then we'll be okay but if you start at that awful baseline of being born where your parents have been exposed to all of this stuff and just purely didn't have the knowledge then you literally can't mm. do anything which is just insane. It it leads to like, when you think a couple of generations down the line, it really does lead you to think like about the infertility crisis completely like skyrocketing and where that's gonna lead like the population to. Yeah, so this is what we learned from uh, Dr. Swan's book, Countdown, that the problems that we have right now with testosterone and infertility, it, we can actually reverse a lot of it with our lifestyle. So, you know, we can stop drinking from plastic water bottles. We can limit the exposure of the chemicals, the foods we eat, everything, okay? It's what we thought of. It seems to be the case that if your child is formed or, or born whilst your woman or even you, you with your sperm cells are um, contaminated with this stuff, then it's a permanent damage. So we can change it for ourselves, but if our children are born whilst we are still exposed to these chemicals and, and problems for our children, it, that's like their permanent baseline. So you really want to make sure it's like your wife hasn't been touching plastic, your wife hasn't been drinking tap water for months before you actually have children, which is why I think like, you know, buying a, a cabin in the woods or, you know, buying your land and setting up your house in a way where there's no um, BPAs, there's no like fireproof um, couches and everything. Cause that literally a lot, way more things than you think is estrogenic. Mm. And if it stays in your body for a couple of months, you want to do this kind of detox period where you're basically like lock yourselves in your house. If you just want to go above and beyond to give your children the best life, obviously you don't have to do this, but then um, you're kind of setting up your children for like a lifelong smaller penis really in my <laughs> that's just horrible like, just <laughs> <laughs> so we got another question now mm -hmm. 
inside of Adonis School if you want to join the top link in the description. <laughs> and this one is, I've been with my girlfriend for two years. What I find difficult is that she is naive when it comes to other people's intentions. I made clear that a lot of guy friends just give her attention because they are into her and she's already dropped a lot of them. But now she has like two guy friends who aren't her usual type, so it's fine. But she keeps saying that not every guy is like that. Then she asks me, how do you know what those guys want or think? And it's like she needs proof for everything before she can give us a slight judge. This way you get betrayed a lot and that's also what happens with her exes. She just can't generalize. Even if she would get played by the same type of person a hundred times, she will still give everyone a chance. Yeah, so basically he's saying like he feels like his, uh, his girlfriend has got like male friends, which he knows in his gut would sleep with her if they got the chance mm -hmm. but she's thinking like oh no they're just friends like haha so this is the age-old question can men and women be friends mm -hmm. in some ways yeah but i like i wouldn't want it in a relationship so it's like can a man and a woman be friends can a woman be friends and just friends with a guy yeah sure would you want that experience of your life for your woman to be friends with guys for me i'll just answer for myself fuck no what an awful experience it is to to date a girl who's got like close guy friends who you know would smash if they got the chance. There's like, I think there's memes or whatever it is online of guys will like get their girl's phone in front of their girl and like they'll text the guy and say, you know, kind of say something like, oh, hey, we just broke up. You know, I broke up with my boyfriend and, you know, I've, she, they're texting it to the male friend and saying like, you know, I've always wanted to be with you. Will you come over right now? And the male friend replies like instantly and he's like, oh yeah, yeah I'll come over. You know, like he's ready to fuck essentially. And the, the truth is, the, the reason why this happens actually is, honestly, I won't blame women much for this. It's just because again, most guys are just chumps. And so the guys who want to sleep with the girl don't actually make their intentions known and they'll happily wait months or even years to just try and like bust a nut. And so many guys will literally try and befriend your girl, act like they're just friends, pretend they're just friends, hoping that eventually they'll be able to have sex with her. Mo like I'd say it seems to me that the majority of male-female friendships is the woman thinking that they're actually friends and it's the man pretending that they're friends hoping to smash at some point. I'd say that's the majority. Maybe that's about 80% or 90%. And I'd say there is absolutely some genuine male and female friendships, but they're a, a lot more rare. And I think when it comes to just being in a relationship, a lot of modern day women struggle with having this like male boundary being set, which is that you can't be friends with guys. Like we have very clear rules in our relationship that I said from literally the, the first day. It's like no male friends, no like girls night out where you're all drinking and dancing in front of guys and stuff and coping and saying that that's like just to dance with your girls. It's like, you, we've got a massive fucking villa. You'd go dance there if you want. I'll go get a DJ or something <laughs> like no problem. But no male friends is, a, is an interesting one because it's like, we have male friends, but it's more of like a social circle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you wouldn't be allowed to like, just meet one of the guys. Mm -hmm. Even if I trusted him, there's like, it's just inappropriate in my opinion. It's, it, it's, this is why I really respect a lot of traditional cultures and like Muslim cultures because they don't fuck around with this. Would a Muslim, like a strict Muslim man, would he get his wife a male personal trainer? Mm. Fuck no, absolutely not. Would a strict Muslim man let his wife have a male friend? Fuck no. And there's a reason why they're like this is because there's no like sort of bullshit modernism in that kind of culture of like, oh, but you know, girls can be friends with guys and guys can be friends with girls because they know. I remember reading a book from an author, Brian Tracy, and just randomly like he was talking about like, I think it was Brian Tracy, maybe he's another OG, but 
um, he was talking about, you know, being married and he said, um, oh no, it was uh, John C. Maxwell, like a, this guy who writes a lot of books on leadership. And he said that he's happily married and he said he sets rules for himself to not break that kind of promise. So he said, for example, I never do like private um, kind of space with women in his workplace. So he said he's never in his office with like just a woman at, with just them two, just because it's like more professional to like not be in that environment, which I found really respectful. Like I was reading this book, imagine this big name, like leadership coach kind of guy has literally wrote in his book that he won't have like just a woman in his office at one time. He'll always want more than like, you know, like more sort of people there. So nothing happens. Here's a guy who's married, who's saying this because that's a, that's like a level of humility people don't often have. Both men and women really suck with having humility to ask themselves, like, could I get in this situation Women, especially, not even guys, like a lot of people just really lack the self awareness. Like, stupid women and stupid men will think to themselves, like, oh, well, I'll never cheat on anyone. Fucking bullshit. Add someone who you're attracted to, who you're sexually polarized to, the room's locked, no one's going to find out, and you're drinking, and your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband hasn't been so nice to you and they've not texted you when they said they would, add 10 of these, 20 of these scenarios. If you still think that there's a 0% chance you'd cheat, you're a fucking liar. There's always a small chance, always. And anyone who tells you that there's a 0% chance that they cheat on you is is not just like a liar, but they're just, that they lack self-awareness. This is why I respect the kind of person who says like, oh, well, like I, I won't let just a woman come into my office. I'd want more people there, but just, you know, to just so we don't have any kind of problems. Because here's a, a, a a level of awareness which commands respect. Many women don't have this, many guys don't have this, and that's why they end up cheating because they never foresee the failure. This is the same as like the dumbass 16 year old who says like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make a million dollars this year and never even foresees the potential fact that it's hard as as hell to make money and you know the obstacles that he would arise. This is the same as the, the fat woman or the fat man who says that they're gonna lose a bunch of weight this year and they're certain of it, but then they don't lose any because they didn't see foresee the obstacles that would arise. So when it comes to a relationship like this and your girls like, you know, being friends with these guys, it shows like a lack of quite frankly, like stupidity in her, like a lack of emotional intelligence. And men have this too, where they can't even just sit there and like foresee potential obstacles to having a good relationship. Whether this shows like they don't take your relationship seriously or this shows that they're just not intelligent people. It's not someone that I'd ever want to be in like a relationship with. You want the humility of someone to be sat there and thinking, you know what? That's actually kind of reasonable that I've got male friends and over the next 10 years of having male friends, every now and then there's going to be some alcohol involved. Every now and then there's probably going to be some kind of like little private moments. Something could happen. This relationship means a lot to me and male friends means a lot less. So I'm willing to sacrifice something for the the greater thing. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think what you just said at the end about like the sacrifice being so worth it, I definitely think that's very true. And when you explain it as in if um, if somebody else is like kind of being a friend but actually has like different intentions, if the shoe was on the other foot, then I wouldn't like that if that was you in that situation. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Mm. Yeah, and guys cope as well with this exact same topic. It's just that not many guys um, get into this situation where they have the female friend. Not many guys can like even speak to a girl and like look her in the eyes or anything. So, um, but it's the exact same thing. It's like imagine if you were there with 
this girl like like you can feel it right as a guy it's like you can pretend to be friends with a girl but you can feel it if you don't bullshit yourself where you're like yeah i would like every guy feels that so that it, it's bullshit if a guy says like, oh no it's like strictly friends again i will say that there's a very like specific scenario where that can be the case and the scenario is when they are both the same sexual energy so for example i'm a masculine guy if i meet a girl who, who's a masculine girl and she's very hardworking and she has goals and she's purposeful, then I could actually genuinely be friends with her. This is why I've always disagreed with the notion that men and women can't be friends. Because I always just think like, when someone says, you know, like red pill alpha male say you can't be friends with a girl, I always just think, bro, I think I have a lot more in common with a lot more girls than you realize. Go into the gym, go and look over to the squat rack, who's there? It's a girl who's got bigger legs than most guys. It's a girl who's probably got higher testosterone than most guys. It's a girl who's got a successful fitness business. It's a girl who lifts heavy. I've got a lot more in common with her than 90% of men on the world. I can be friends with her, purely friends. There's no sexual like compatibility there. So men and women can be friends, but only if the energy is matched. So if for, so this is why often, for example, guys who, um, guys, are often okay with their girl being friends with a gay guy. And this is why, because even in the homosexual culture, they'll still have a sexual polarity. One guy will be more masculine, one guy will be more feminine, the same with lesbian culture. There's always a polarity, masculine, feminine. And so if, for example, there's a very feminine guy, he could probably be friends with your girl with nothing, no potential of anything happening. But you've got to be careful of that because it's like, how real is that? So it's just something to bear in mind. If your girl is is friends with these seemingly masculine guys and their goal achieving, they're working out, they've got, you know, they're doing like um, good habits, purpose, making money, they are down. They are absolutely down. And if your girl's hanging out with them, maybe she is a little bit too. So he said, how can I make her less naive and more realistic? How could you actually navigate this relationship? Effective communication. Mm. Honestly, there's, you don't even need this podcast. That's the answer to all of these <laughs> yeah. relationship questions. Just speak to her, bro. Like just, I guess you've spoke to her, but maybe you haven't done it as effectively as you possibly could. Now, remember, people's response to effective communication is always telling. So you go up to her and you say in the most respectful, non-emotionally triggering way, I feel quite anxious that you are friends with these guys because it makes me, like I worry that something could happen sexually that would destroy our relationship. See how she responds. If she gets compatitive, if she, you know, makes you feel bad for feeling this way, if she flips it onto you and says, no, but you did this, but you did this. And, and you know, this is why you're the bad person. That's a bad person to be in a relationship with. So I would think of like splitting up from that. Like you know, you probably don't want to be in a long-term relationship with someone who doesn't have the emotional maturity for a conversation like that. If she takes it well and she sits down and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry I've made you feel like this, but you know, like Jack actually means a lot to me. We've been friends for a long time. Like I love being around him and stuff. And I, and you know, I've, I'm sorry it makes you feel bad, but he is really a good friend of mine. I want you to meet him and everything. Then that's way different. That's like a very good response. And as much as like the alpha males will tell you that's still not good enough, that's something that I would actually consider to still be like absolutely fine in a relationship, especially especially if she's, if she's saying stuff like, you know, come meet him. He wants to meet you too and stuff. That's a really good sign. So first start with that and then just see what her response is like. If, for example, she values this male friendship and she's, or even if she's politely said it to you, but she's like, no, 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 like I'm going to be friends with him. You can't tell me who to be friends with. You need to like, not in this sort of hurtful way, but you need to just think to yourself, like, is this the relationship that I actually want to be with? Do I want to have this dynamic? Do I want to have the suffering of this problem here? Because you suffer in, in life, no matter whatever you do or what, what options you choose. Right now you're suffering because of the anxiousness of your girl cheating on you with these guys. If you date a different girl who 
doesn't have male friends, then you'll suffer with, for example, her being more clingy onto you. You'll suffer with her needing more of your help to meet feminine women that she can be friends with. And often she'll go through lonely, lonelier times that will actually kink the hose of her feminine energy because she needs to be around women since she's not making up for that sort of friendship with men. So it's just something to consider. What kind of friendship life or social life would you want her to have? I think you need to be true and sincere about your boundaries as well. And I think that if if that's being crossed and it's something that's really important to you, then I think that that's something that shouldn't really be shifted on. I mm. think people should be true to that. That was the last question that we prepared for, but I've got an interesting segment. What's a question that you want to ask me in terms of, <laughs> you can make it personal. You ask me a question in terms of maybe specifically our relationship or a general one. I find it so hard when you put me and on the you, spot. You never, every time I put you on the spot, you never answer the question. I don't know why. I, I know. Let me, I'll think of one yeah, for you. Yeah, you're going to have okay. to ask yourself a question. I'll be thinking as well. Just give me some time. Okay. We'll make a nice positive light. Off the top of your head, what are some of the the best things that I do in our relationship? Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a really good question. Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> Absolutely and utterly. That. <laughs> um... <laughs> immediately what came to mind was just all the little micro things that you do throughout the day like if we're at a restaurant you're always kind of like you'll pick out a table that's something that I hate when I'm like walking into a restaurant and not knowing where to go it's just I don't like that experience so you kind of feel like yes we're going over here yeah and then like, I don't know why guys don't do that, that like, it feels awesome like you walk into a restaurant or wherever you are open the door for your girl like you feel yeah, like such yeah. a gentleman I, so many guys don't do it and like I've never understood why because it's it's easy to do and you literally get a free confidence boost free testosterone boost she likes you more and everyone sees it like the other day we had um <laughs> we we sat down next to this girl on this table and she basically started like journaling about me didn't mm. she like mm. what happened there um yeah we sat down and i think when we went over there you pulled out the bench so that i could sit down and then we both sat down and you poured like the tea for both of us like put the milk in and everything <laughs> <Smooth>. <laughs> like everything done which is just like so nice and so appreciated and um I think you started a conversation with her and just asked her like what she was journaling about and um, she, <laughs> she just, lied <laughs> she just gave some kind of like vague answer about like oh my thoughts and like processing how I'm feeling and something like that and then um you kind of got me and her into a conversation which I really appreciated yeah, as welcome. well so welcome so <laughs> um and yeah we started talking and um just got to know each other a little bit and then she said to me she was like oh the funniest thing um when your boyfriend asked me what I was journaling about I thought like oh did he see what I was writing because she just journaled about like how she should have higher expectations for herself in dating because she saw the way that you pulled the bench out and she saw the way that you like poured the tea and were really kind of like loving and attentive towards me and she said, she was like, oh, wait, actually, like, I do deserve this. Because I think she was saying that it was something that she hadn't experienced in the past before. And something that I think it it is, like, seems so rare these days as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it was nice for her to kind of see that and, like, reevaluate what she kind of wants out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Which is nice that you're just walking around, like, setting a high Inspiring standard for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah I think <laughs> stuff like that really means so much to me yeah like opening the door like putting the helmet on for me when mm. we go um on the bike that's that's definitely like those micro things throughout the day do mean a lot mm. it gets a lot deeper honestly with so th this girl we sat down next to her and she ends up journaling that she wants someone she wants to increase her standards in dating to mm -hmm. attract like the kind of guy who was doing the things that i was doing so i was being very chivalrous i pulled open the the uh, chair poured the drinks and everything and um this is honestly like the biggest problem for like modern day women is they've been so brainwashed to lower their standards with dating and sex you know the, the sex revolution has been like oh girls go enjoy sex there's no consequences you can take the pill you won't get pregnant slut shaming isn't a thing so just go wild naturally that just lowers a woman's standards and now women are taking a lot of shit from like scumbag guys and like the whole dating market is fucked up just because women are having sex with losers. That's literally the, the biggest problem in like the dating market right now. Women are having sex with guys that they wouldn't want to be in a serious relationship with. That's the problem. That's like the big like domino that we're all trying to fix for everyone who's in the sort of dating space. We can't take away the the, the birth control pill. That's the, that was like the spike of the biggest problem. The birth control pill was the problem because before that there was huge consequences to having sex casually. Now there isn't. Now like a woman can quite safely with contraceptive and with uh, birth control, she can have sex with as many guys as possible. And then obviously that degrades her value that, that really does mess up her mental space and even physical space. So the issue right now, what is happening is that women have too low standards when it comes to just having casual sex. Because of that, many guys then don't need the sort of drive to become more father and husband material so in a weird way like it, it's not so much that it's women's fault but it, a lot of it will come down to women get, like increasing their standards for the guys that they have sex with which in simple words it means like make him wait make him wait for at, at the very least get into a relationship first better case maybe consider getting married first they were like, you know, our great, great grandfathers, they were absolutely right when the, that was the natural dating rhythm, because there's a, there's a very good podcast, very good that you should go and watch, which is called, uh, it's called, um, it's Louise Perry with Chris Williamson. The sexual revolution has failed everyone. And basically this woman's saying that, you know, she used to be a feminist and stuff and she did a bunch of research and basically found out that the sex revolution, this big push to tell women to have more casual sex has been a massive failure. This, this test of feminism has been a complete and utter failure. Telling women to be more sexually empowered has hurt women more than it's gained them in any level. A bit of momentary pleasure, which a lot of women say is, is lacking in their sexual lives anyway. Like, well, how good is a guy gonna have sex with a girl when they're just meeting for the first day most girls complain about their sex life so it's they're barely gaining any pleasure but then with that it's, it comes a lot of the consequences of them you know being naturally hurt and slightly sexually traumatized with every sexual encounter that she has which then her, her full long-term partner will have to deal with and naturally a high value like high status guy is going to choose the women who have been less damaged by the casual sex scene so it's this huge like mess of a problem basically women need to set higher standards with the men that they sleep with and they need to demand commitments and men then will rise up to that standard when men needed to essentially get married to have sex men worked hard and they sought to get married age 19 20 21 had children men worked super hard in the factories in in the military and people were much happier back then nowadays men don't need to work hard all they need to do is put on a shirt 
or even without that and go to the club and drink some beers and try and speak to 20 girls and maybe they'll take one home when that's like here's the thing men will just go to the standard that's required of them to get laid that this is like the universal truth we will do the bare minimum of what it takes to bust and that's it and so if it's at this level we will get to this level which for most guys is like make a tinder account match with 100 girls you'll sleep with one of them for some guys it takes them months to get 100 matches for some some guys it takes them a few days that's the standard that it is right now maybe get a six pack that could help maybe make some money sweet values traits character you don't need any of that to bust a nut these days and so most men won't develop that so this is what's happening with women is like it, it's a desirable trait to be with a guy who pulls open the chair for you and the door for you these days that's a rare thing for a guy to have these days why because he doesn't need to be like that you do men don't need to be chivalrous because women are fucking men who who aren't so why would this other guy act like that then well, they'll act like that for the women that they deem is even higher quality. And so and it's, it's just a whole like fucked dynamic where women are, are it, it, like it is the responsibility unfortunately does lie with women. Because if it was with men, it would be easier in some ways because it's like, okay, well, you know, men can be disciplined. Let's just super hard. Let's focus. Let's just fix the problem. But men will go to the bare minimum. And this is the issue now. It's the standard has been set and it's very hard now to try and raise the standard as like this global movement because the birth control pill will always be there women will always have the right to vote women will always be in the workplace from now on and so her standards for who she sleeps with needs to be just individual so this is advice to like every girl out there just stop having as much casual sex and make just make it better not just like oh you know he needs to be more of a chad make him treat you nicely like why not just act like an old school woman now why not just think to yourself well how would have an old school woman had the expectations because so many girls like I, I see massive youtube channels which are all about this of how to get the princess treatment how to you know get him to treat you better and it's fucking pathetic that this is the state it's like oh i hope he opens the door for me this was just the, like, this was the ex bare minimum a hundred years ago. That's like the biggest thing ever that like women will write about in their journals. Like, dear diary, this guy next to me is like pulled open the chair. Like, that's a, incredible, which it kind of is these days. But it's like, how sad is that that this is the state of relationships? But then it, when I started to like think about it more and, you know, use a bit more like empathy and sort of higher level thinking, I realized like you can't even blame women for this at all because when you think about it from like being a little girl and hearing this conditioning when you were two years old you were told you can do anything that a boy can you should like play with the to toy play with the truck play with the truck your brother can play with the barbie you can play with the truck like the weird conditioning women have been through for th their lives now they get into school and you're told yep you can do anything that a guy can you can you can really do, you can do that one you can do this one and girls can be adventurous too girls can do this yeah you should do this you should do this then you get into high school you start watching those movies where like you know the the girls hooking up with the the jock cheerleader or whatever it is and um, the girls in your class are starting to like kiss boys and then they're starting to have sex and it's almost like weird that you're not doing this yet oh like you've not had your first kiss yet you're the the weird one you're the outcast of our social system you you know here's how to do makeup correctly because then you'll look good try the push-up bra her, her boobs have gotten bigger oh yeah jack touched my boobs yesterday that was really good everyone's socially validating me she's so pretty she's so pretty she's so pretty so the condition and the women have been through i i I think it's just as bad as, you know, as men, we complain about like the, the poison of um, things that have destroyed our testosterone, things that have taken our masculinity away, the, the sort of cancel uh, movement, the Vogue movement. I think women have been through so much as well with the modern day. And 
And it's just so unfortunate. No one has won from this type of conditioning. Families have broken down. Women are out sleeping with guys that they don't even like, who don't even treat them well. Guys are supremely lonely for most guys. And then some guys are sleeping with a bunch of girls, but they're not even fulfilled either because to be fulfilled, you need to have a family. And so they they go from like dopamine source to dopamine source. You, you see the the guys who are like fuck boys just never sat still, just constantly out needing to speak to more people, needing to get more dopamine, needing to try and like get laid one more time. Everyone's losing. Mm. And I think that's the thing. I think you've you've got kind of like two options in the situation of um like coming out the other side of that is you can choose to kind of like be really angry and be really resentful and this kind of like I hate the world and the way that it is kind of mode or you can choose like the path of being so ridiculously grateful because some people are literally going into like their 40s mm. or even older just stuck in the same kind of patterns and mm. clueless to what's actually happening around them and I think that is way 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 worse than if you're young and if you're like oh right now i know what's going on and you're kind of exposed to that but at least you know and can therefore like build and grow the rest of your life in a positive direction where you're not being kind of like pulled back by anything mm, right yeah that's a really good thing is yeah. in some ways like i'm sure many men feel this when you, we talk about you know, what's happened with feminism and testosterone and masculinity and, and casual sex and everything. In some ways, it, it puts you into a really negative mood, especially when you start considering relationships. Maybe you're feeling lonely, you've not attracted a girl. Maybe you have attracted a girl, but you know that she's had some kind of sexual past, which d deeply hurts you. At, at the very least, like, we're awake to this now. Yeah. We know this now because there's many people who don't know this. And there's, like, there's many girls who are still sleeping around with every guy trying to get a shred of intimacy from them and like wondering why it's not happening. Mm -hmm. There's many guys who are, who are chasing women so much and wondering why it's not filling up the, the wounds of, of their body, of the trauma. Yeah. At least we've woken up to this and, and the truth hurts. It's difficult because I'd say that the kind of savior from all of this, like aside from the, the kind of collective consciousness that we're all like we're shifting in that direction anyway but the internet's such a huge thing like all of this information is literally at our fingertips and it it can obviously be used in such a destructive way like you'll get people that are just scrolling through tiktok like all day long literally like making the problem worse and destroying their brain but on the other side of that same coin you've literally got salvation mm. and i think that's like what an amazing place to be in because at least we have the opportunity to find the answers and um like educate ourselves about these things i think that's a really really like special place to be that's mm. why quite purposeful to do podcasts like this spread education any last words um no um i've got nothing else <laughs> do the hard work <laughs> Especially when you, don't feel like it. <laughs> you might think that becoming a man who's worthy of attracting a 10 out of 10 woman requires having it all. You might need money, status, and fame. Or maybe you think it's impossible for you to actually attract women given how today's dating culture is like. But the quickest way to truly attract a high quality woman is much easier than you think it is. By avoiding the bad habits that turns women off and by doubling down on the good habits that turns them on, you'll find yourself attracting so many more women than usual. If you want the cheat codes to do this for yourself, scroll down to the description of this video and click that top link to get my newest dating guide. This is exclusive content that I'm giving away only to 
those guys who have got burning desires to approve their dating life. I'm making it private because I don't want the algorithm to oversaturate this technique. If you're curious in learning some of the biggest secrets that I've found in dating, go click the top link in the description right now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 